welcome, welcome, welcome. We're the Pavement Ends Podcast. What are you laughing at, Chance? First time on a podcast. And he's already laughing. He's at already us. laughing. He's got a very fancy hat on. Kind of nice flowing locks sticking out of the front of it. Not yet. The viewers grow would out. benefit from seeing you. None of us, you, but we should have a What a good looking kid. Them. Holy cow. What are we going to do? What do you want to do when you grow up? Be a model, a baseball player, or a hunter? Baseball all three. Player. Well, yeah, all three. No, not a model. <laughs> Just like uh, Chipper? Chipper Jones? Chipper Jones. He's a hunter. He was a model? Oh, was maybe. Like, Could have been. Good looking dude, too. Hunter. Ball player. So we're here to talk about you today. All about you. Your pedigree, your life. Something special that happened last weekend. When were you born? Let's start there. <laughs> June, it was a golden afternoon. Twenty June 28, 2003. And what's your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> June 28, 2003. 4.54 p.m. And Big block Chevy. When was, when was your first action on a rifle? Do you remember? Even a 22. Oh, I don't, I mean, killing a coyote was probably my first memory. Really. How, how old were you there? Maybe like seven. Pretty sure seven, seven yeah. I think. That was 10 years you remember, ago. Do you remember which hunt specifically? Where we oh, were? That was up uh, behind our from, house. Yeah, right, right up yeah. behind the house, Hungry Valley. And then two more that winter up at the ranch, up in Via. Oh, that one on the, the long snow. shots. The one in the snow, yeah. Yeah. That was, like a, yeah. That was, a, that was the longest coyote shot I've taken. Was, uh, there's nothing left of his heart. Hmm. Yeah. You know, started off good, seven so years old. So that was at seven years old. And then what did you move into? What was your first thing, 12 deer? 12 deer. Well, ne- you never pie. killed a duck or anything when you were Oh, well, actually, I shot a goose. One goose with the 410. On the river, right? On the river. Yeah. yeah. How old were you was, then? Young. Yeah. Probably eight, nine. He I meant, think that was the only time I've gone bird hunting. So. And he mentions that gun. That's a it's a 410 uh, iron sight up top with a 20, over under with a 22, 22 mag on yeah. top. So yeah, you got over under. you got one 410 shell in there, and he put it on that goose's head and smoked him. That was even, gosh, how old were you there? Eight. Probably right around that same time. Huh? I I used that same gun to kill my first agent. Me too. Didn't ground Your son agent. Chase kill a goose or am I thinking about when he did it no, when I was there Chase is only on ducks he hasn't killed a so goose so I was there when you got that oh, goose yeah. on the river on the river yeah you were that's, there that's the only bird hunt I really remember right. we've kind of let Except you down with, we've let you down drink. in that area then yeah you went well, You went with Dave to the to the canvas back club mm. before you could shoot you brought, You oh, went yeah. out there with your little uh, Red Rider BB gun in the in the blind and uh, <laughs> I believe I killed a swan that day if I remember right I think it was that swan hunt but yep he's been doing it a long time I had a funny quick story, too, would mention his, his birthday. Heather was getting induced. He was going a little past term and getting too big. And uh, so we went in and we checked in at 6 a.m. or something, something crazy early in the morning, thinking, you know, we'll be down there, be out of there by noontime or so. So we're sitting there, make a real long story short. They're, to be induced, they got to put a, a, a medicine in you. I think it's called Pitocin. And it makes, it makes, just speeds up the whole process. <laughs> and they never started the dang drip and I knew it. I could just, I was looking at the machine and I didn't want to stir stuff up. You know, you're in a really weird situation. The nurses seemed to know what they were doing. And we sat there for hours in the morning. I want to say it was about around noontime, 11 o'clock. The doctor came in and he was expecting, he comes in all excited. All right, we about ready to go. 
no, nothing's happened. And he turns and he looks at that machine and I saw the look in his look in his eyes. I was like, I knew it. I was right. So 454 was when he was finally born. And we were there at, I mean, we were literally in, she was in the bed. She was getting hooked up right, to the IVs right. at six o'clock in the morning. And oh. then nurses made us, so they made us wait a little bit longer for old Chance Lee. Chance Lee Belding. From coyotes to ducks to a first deer when you're 12. Yeah. What 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 all do you have big game wise right now under your belt? Two deer, mule deer. Two mule deer, uh, bull elk, and now uh, antelope. And now an antelope. Prong in one five animal. years, you've got four animals, two of which being highly coveted in the state of Nevada. Five years. By the time I was seventeen, one, one I had year one, without a tag. one deer. And I didn't even get another deer tag until I was 22. Yeah. Ten years in between my first. Well, it's technically tags. six. Yeah, six years. He didn't draw one year, and he did have an unsuccessful mule deer uh, hunt his third year. So yeah. he's he's drawn five out of six years, and can, harvested four out of those five. Hunts. Can you tell me what the common denominator is of all the hunts, even from coyotes to ducks to <laughs> to deer? You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's us. Pretty sure. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're through welcome. it all. Through it all. We've we've no. I got it. I I I have to dispute that. He I, killed I, he he killed his second deer. mule deer. I wasn't there. And it was just father and son. Everybody but I think was that, busy. That was oh, a bond. Now that yeah. was a bonding moment. We we were not busy. We just wanted you guys to go have that sure. experience without <laughs> us. Where you? Uh, where were we? That was that was like, back, something was going on. Backside of pyramid. No, I or, know, but oh. something was going on where I couldn't go. I was I on another hunt? Maybe I was in Canada. No, that we had already gone to right. We had already gone hunting. Argentina. Once or twice, Argentina, and then no. he went. No, we'd already gone. He didn't get one, and then they did like a last minute hail mary and went to that backside of, you know, smoke break right or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. probably because we'd already gone five times. <laughs> I think you had your antelope tag that year, and we had been out hunting hard on the antelope. I think that was that same year, Alex. Yeah, maybe. I think that's what kind of. I just saw that footage the other day. Up I was looking at old footage and. Splice gave, little, gave that one a little a little pass. Uh, gave him n- pass. ninety some odd yards. Yeah, add that to chances. Seventy, seventy inch at ninety <laughs> yeah. yards. Seventy. Yeah. So two mule deer, bull elk, and now an antelope. That's what that's what we're really here to think about, talk about, and wonder about, reminisce about. Yeah, were you excited when this summer when you got the word of? Oh yeah. Were you more excited well, from getting an elk tag or an antelope tag? Elk tag, definitely. <laughs> How does it shape up? Definitely. How does it shape up now? Do you, which hunt did you enjoy more? Uh, granted, this antelope hunt was short. Well, they're they're both pretty different because I mean, antelope elk hunt cool, was seven huh? days long. And the antelope was two three and a half hours. Two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. but, it took uh, longer to pack and drive out there. I'd say I'd say the elk hunt was more memorable. Yeah, it was more enjoyable. I guess because more memories. Yeah. A lot of memories. I was. We were talking about it on the way over here. You know, hunt that lasts seven days after a coveted animal like that. But there's a certain level of stress that goes into a long hunt. You build more memories. But man, we started getting down to that last day versus this antelope hunt. I don't think my heart rate got above 100. It would happen so fast. You never had to stress about anything. Right. A little my bit of stress. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my, my heart was pounding a little <laughs> yeah. bit there for a few minutes while we waited for him stand to up. show himself again. He had to stand up. I was nervous, though, when I thought we might have lost him when he, when he snuck he in under us. Yeah, that was... 
So this, what we're talking about, Chance got an antelope tag, and we go get it all ready where Clinton Alex, was it you? Who went? No, no, Clinton Chance. Yeah. Went scouting and found this goat, what, half a mile, quarter mile from where you killed yours two years ago? Yep, same country. First antelope we saw, first, and he was good buck from the beginning. But yeah, it's a really cool spot, kind of hidden doesn't get really pressured a whole lot and there's good goats back in there you have to walk i was to just going to say people <laughs> don't walk anymore they, they stay drive right four wheelers it. and it's not out in the flats it's up in these deep fingered canyons and it's just crazy yeah, antelope country. country for sure yeah. so, so we went out there and get set up in the smoke <laughs> yeah oh. there's what 560 fires Growing, burning in California right now. The fires from Portland are coming down to uh, yeah, Reno. All the all the car dealership yeah. fires. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to politically charge that. So yeah, that was the, one of the little backstories to it was we had this we had a really big fire real close to here, which we actually Chance and I were up on the mountain the weekend before scouting, and, that's and we'd start. come down the mountain in the dark, and we were seeing lightning flashes various areas, looking straight back towards Reno, and then all of a sudden I saw this glow, and it's like, oh, fires just started right there it looked like it was looked like it was instead you know 10 miles outside which it really wasn't that far out no nope. but uh by that by that next day the smoke had rolled into reno and so the hunt starts the following saturday so basically seven days later and it was so thick with smoke when we woke up friday morning we were all texting going i don't know if we can hunt because it's, it's gonna be hard to see i mean you really couldn't see the mountains across the valley so it was kind of crazy but it did actually it did clear up just a little bit for us saturday from morning. yeah friday afternoon it was really bad and uh, saturday morning wasn't too bad <laughs> shouldn't make those faces alex i know i like to uh I was just I was just sitting here thinking about it was a a, a two mile hike in to to get to where we wanted to go and I wondered does anybody make that kind of a trek if you knew if you if you knew something was out there you would make that trek but if you didn't know would you make that trek if you hadn't seen that goat would you have been willing to make that initial hike down in there to to see if something was down in there yeah, me yeah but most of the people that are out there probably wouldn't. Like I you guys were saying, they probably all stuck to the road, especially with all the smoke out there. Yeah, I would have only because of Clint's success there. If Clint wasn't successful... Mm-hmm. You'd never have any business going there. No, it's not an antelope. You would never think antelope would live over there in that country. We basically had two options. So basically east-west, we either go up the mountain on the on the east side and hunt down and just hope that you can spot something which is pretty difficult in that country as it is or we could have gotten up you know first light and been on the road five miles away and at least be able to glass back up into some of those fingers and draws and just basically see antelope not necessarily a buck or be able to tell what type of buck he is but to to just glass and find the antelope and then you got to make a decision you know, do we hike up after them? Do we go up and around and hope that we run into them? So I'm so glad we didn't do. Yeah, the, we made the right decision down below because we would have never seen him where he was at from no. down below. Yeah, that's the secret to it. You do not see him back in there. Yeah, but he did go. He did go down there. We don't. I mean, know you, where he but went, you, really. yeah, you're right. You, you don't. You could make the guess that he actually probably would have been off 
out of view even from down low when he was down low. Yeah. So we yeah. would have never seen him that morning. Never. No, no doubt. Right. Uh, where 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 you spotted him initially, you you would never be able to see him because he was back on the backside yeah. of that. Who who spotted him initially? Uh, Clay. Oh yeah. Uh, I pointed it. Well, 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 well. <laughs> well let's pause right there. The benefit of of gathering footage is you can go back and look at stuff. So that first, so we're walking out, yeah. we're hunting and taking our time, but we're we're trying to get to basically a ridge where we can start to see down into these fingers. And this goat just basically lets us walk right past him, and Clay sees him off of our right shoulder and just got a, got a glance of him, you know, and he just kind of fed over the top of this mound. So we gave him a little time and we snuck over to that to that draw I finally saw him probably what six, six. seven hundred yards out yeah. and was pretty smoky actually now that I think about it it was real, real smoky smooth. so really really hard to see him even through the spot and scope but looking back at the footage, it's not, it's a young, average antelope. Not, oh, no, it's not him. No, <laughs> Alex, see, Alex got Alex excited. Just throwing, <laughs> He's hearing this for the first time. Yeah, I never, yeah, I never heard hundred percent. This. this goat is it's not the same goat. So we watched this one goat, one buck, and one uh, one doe. They just basically feed away from us, go out of sight, and then we see them pop up on this next ridge quite a ways away, and we see them just disappear. And we're thinking, well, we'll just kind of keep working our way. It was generally the way we were going to go anyways. And uh, thinking thinking that he's going to show up. So, so anyways, we get to this other side, and we see some cattle. We don't really see any water, but we see cattle, and there's there's just a little ground sweep, seep uh, water hole that these cattle are all laying around. and We just decided, to, I said, we just, hung out I said there. just let's sit here. We don't know where that, because at the time we thought the goat that was 600 yards and we fed over, we thought was, <clears throat> excuse me, was the good goat. Sure. Because we didn't really get a good look at him when I first saw him. I am really enjoying this story right or now. Or <laughs> 700 yards. Isn't it crazy? 700 yards when he went over. So we hunted him like he was going to be the big goat hmm. made sense that it was made him. sense made sense yeah. and clay th- thought you know, he looked like i saw quite a bit of black it yeah. potentially could be him and you're just expecting it to be him but <laughs> which is kind of cool because it's not it's not just one goat back in there because like with with my hunt two years ago the one that i ended up getting we called him the ghost because he would we would see him we saw him multiple times and then he would just disappear anytime you tried to put any kind of game plan together you could never find him so he was the ghost but he really was the antelope that that was back in there there was one other really small dinky antelope that was trying to hang out with him and that was it so we were probably in that same kind of frame of mind that you know, he's, there. if there's if there's good horns up you know quite a ways up above the ears it's probably him right so yeah. Go ahead, finish your story. Okay, so finish the story. <laughs> Alex starting to get interesting. Alex has no input. Well, here's where no, here's where Alex comes in. So we're sitting there waiting, and we, we, where they fed off and went out of went out of sight would make sense that potentially middle of the day, come back they're going to come in and get a drink out of that seep and. It was Alex that, oh. yeah, you saw him. Gosh, right? he did. Sure did. Right. So you way saw him come there. way over on that skyline, and they actually came running down towards us, and that's when so it starts here, getting exciting, right? So here's where I still don't know what's going on. We sat there for, what, 20, 30 minutes? We just said to sit, sure. sit here and yeah. let's see what's going on. Because there was no way we were going down after him. I mean, with the experience of Clint's hunt, if you were to push this, th- his antelope off the top, he would go three miles away down in this lower flat, and you could never catch up to him. Never, I mean, almost to California, actually. And so, knowing that, 
I would never have walked off that hill after this goat, not knowing where he went and not wanting to push him because first day of the year or the season, I don't want to push him off to the mountain and not have a chance yeah. maybe, you know, that evening or tomorrow morning where they would come right back up to. So sat there for 30 minutes and then Alex finally lips Mac like it was a coyote <laughs> and here he comes running so he walked away over the top with only one doe right right just when two. you when you saw him well what we think is him because he kind of went that direction he was come running back and he was chasing two does and two fawns it's a so, totally different goat. Coming. So I think it's a totally different goat from the first one we saw. Yeah, okay? for sure. For, for sure. sure. But yeah. where did the other three or two doe or the other second doe and fawn go from the one we killed? Maybe so went when, down. So when, we, when he went down below us and out of sight, me and, you know, we never thought he could get to the, our left because we were sitting there after we spotted him. We set up and we were going to have a 200-yard shot. And then he never came up out of there, right? So he never came up out of there. So we figured we could see him going to the left. And you thought, no way that a goat could get to our left and buy us. So we're sitting there, and I spotted now the eventual antelope he killed off to the left with a doe and a fawn. Mm -hmm. So if they were to run by us and get up there, why would he come back, first of all, and lay back down? And where did the other doe and fawn go? Do they just keep going and he came back after only the one doe and fawn so is it possible that there was three bucks there so, so was it Entirely possible that i saw the first one he, he ran he runs side. over 100 percent. that's a smaller buck it we is know for sure. we know for, yeah. for sure now because of video that the first one i saw with one doe ran over you spot another one coming running i mean running after two does and two fawns and then the one we killed only had a doe and a fawn so, so he could have stayed down there and we maybe laid down right below us, whatever with the four tired, you know, just like the other ones did. And then I just saw randomly this one thinking he got by us and now we're fixated on that one. Hmm. And when we shoot, we don't pay attention. Do those five, the two dozen, two phones, and that other buck run back off to the right where they come from? We, I mean, we never looked. Right. So I, I can interject here because this all makes sense. So the, the scouting trip the weekend before when the fire started, we were talking about we saw a good goat with two does and two fawns. Yeah. And that's the reason we were going in there. I have video footage of him from a long ways away, and it was real windy. But... I would say 100% that goat is not the one that we shot. I know for sure. He's the, he, mm. he went up, he went straight up. Was a, He's a good goat. He's so he's good still goat. in there. So it, it's very likely. I was just thinking while you were just telling that part of the story, I think the theory holds true. He came over with those same two doe and two And that fawn, was the one you saw. The one I saw the week before. And he's Scouted. a good goat. Yeah. So logically, when we saw this one up on, he wouldn't know any different. But the moment he turned sideways and we saw those prongs, we well, knew he was a shooter. But he's he's not the one you saw that morning. And he's not the one that we saw the week before. Because he's different the reason the we were video. going in there. Right. Yeah. So that, I don't know if he's bigger. I mean, he's in the same class as the one Chance got. But he very likely went down the bottom, down to that drink. And Laid we down. never saw him. Never saw them again. Hmm. So they all were kind of, you know, maybe that's what they do. I think at nighttime they work their way down off the mountain a little bit because the spring I saw the the one the weekend before at was lower, quite a bit lower, halfway, two thirds of the way down off the mountain. They they do that overnight essentially, and they work their way up that mountain, 
they hit that little drink there. The one from two years ago, that spring was was dry this year, so they don't have to go all the way to the top of the mountain, but they work their way up that mountain during the day and feed. They have that little bit of a drink right there, and then they basically work their way back down off the mountain. When I saw them with Chance, right, hour before dark, mm-hmm. somewhere in that time frame, later in the day for sure, they were down. So it's, it's interesting how they, I mean, they kind of migrate this whole mountain, and that's what's cool about these antelope, in my view, is... You know, you just generally driving along in the flats and you see antelope out there and they kind of just roam and hang around almost like cattle. These are, these are like elk. They, they, just, they go plan, around yeah. and they, they feed like and they deer. work and move and <laughs> it's like a routes, mini migration. Yeah. Got their routes, you know, their protection routes, their ins and outs and they stick to it until it doesn't work for them and oh, that's crazy. So knowing what we know in hindsight, if it is the third goat that we saw that we ended up killing... He's a dandy. He, the, the he's an unbelievable goat, the one he killed. But I'm still putting in for that area now because oh. that second goat yeah. that we saw is a hell. We of a know goat. he's a good goat. That one, yeah. The one coming down the mountain. Yeah, running yeah. after the two. They usually which, which, which very likely yeah. could be the one we, we saw, saw scouting. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good area to have, no matter what. Really, I think yeah. you could turn up a good goat there every year. Probably several, you know, statistically, several good ones get killed out of there every year. We heard there was an 85 running around up there somewhere. Yeah. But still, um, still hasn't been seen. No. The, so the only time we were talking about getting heart rate up, the only time we got heart rate up is we were kind of getting, when he, when he, the one you spotted, Alex, come running over with the two dozen two fawns, we kind of got set up because we thought he was going to go to the water right away, right? So we got him, Chance set up, pointing there, and then we, we couldn't see him for a second. So I went up the, to the next higher rim rock and looked down, and he was still running with his four does, two dozen two fawns up that draw so we <laughs> I, t- I got chance all switched yeah. around again to the left and i started going crazy and clinton had to tell me to calm down so i didn't <laughs> multiple I, times oh, so, yeah. so i didn't make chance go crazy <laughs> no it, it's it's funny get you know chance or clint's whispering at you hey you know just relax, take it relax. easy you know <laughs> relax and i look back at clinton i go you see the prong on that thing <laughs> like i didn't want to say anything in front of chance you know because you don't want to make him nervous but i caught a pretty good look at that thing's prong and I'm like, can you see the prong on that yeah, thing? Yeah. Like, you don't want to celebrate I and make it nervous. Yeah, I was looking through the vortex, too, and I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. Don't let Chance see that. <laughs> yeah, the, he's looking through the scope, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, did, so, you, yeah. did you know he was good? I mean, what did you think as far I, as seeing him? I thought he was the same one we saw last weekend because sure. they all look. And you, know, and you haven't seen a lot of antelope in your no, life. No, yeah. That was the only antelope I've ever been on. <laughs> well, I mean, you've seen some out deer hunting and stuff like that. I'm just saying. You've seen your like uncle Clay's giant on the wall. You've seen your dad's giant yeah. on the wall. Yeah. You've seen but no, never in the field. Yeah. So, so what were you thinking? when? You, well, tell me your thoughts when I first spotted the first one on the hill. Were, like, were you like, oh, it's game time already? In the morning? Like the first one you spotted? Yeah. Well, I was like, well, because we walked right past him. And you said, when I heard your lip smack, you were you the one that did the lip smack first. Um, Ooh, I heard that. I was big. like, <laughs> Zing. I, I, we all crouched down. We were like, what? And we all looked at him and he's standing right there 200 yards away from us. We were like, oh, <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a painful reminder for your dad and I because when he got his up there, we walked right in on him, his. 
laying almost in the same draw, you know, and you just crest those little, you know, you crest rolling. those little high points of those mm-hmm. rolling hills, and then all of a sudden there's one sitting right in front of you, you know, and it's like, oh my god, when when we when we saw him there, we we made a whole big old sneak and we popped right up what 90 yards away from a whole big pile of doves and we're like where's the bucks he was the only one and you look off you know to your right slightly and you just see this dust cloud and the only one that got up was the buck (laughs) and he took off and all the rest of them just late they could have cared less if he wouldn't have got up and ran we were within 200 yards i I got on that rim rock i was less than 200 i don't remember exactly but yeah he's got to be in there somewhere it was like 15 20 does and here he is yeah 800 yards just you know just saw his horns and his ass going over the right out over the hill they don't get to be he was he was the ghost (laughs) he was the ghost yeah smart not smart enough, apparently, but smart. So, so going back to those moments. So now, now we're on that rim, and the cattle are down below us, and that and that buck comes running in down that hill. Take it over from there. Second, what, the were kinda, what were you kind of going through there? Um, I mean, nothing until Alex spotted him coming down, and then when he came down, and we were obviously getting Clay got me set up in one direction, and then when he saw him again on the second rim, rim rock. Got it set up in another direction. Think we could go left, but uh, so when you say set up, what what position do you like to to shoot out of? Out of all the different possibilities, what's your what's your go to? Well, obviously, ideal is prone, but my favorite's sitting. I like sitting. Which which that's what you were trying to get prone on that rock, right? I was laying. Yeah, the first time I got set up, I was laying across the rock, which wasn't very comfortable. I mean, it was it was all right. It would have been a shaky shot, kind of. But uh, do, do you remember? So you made a big move once, but then you kind of had to move again. Mm-hmm. And then he because he was going. If, if I'm fast forwarding too much, don't stop me. But uh, don't stop. Then, then he laid down, and th- these are all the moments that like my heart was racing. So like the big move, you know, is one thing. Like you moved, and everything was set back up, and it was yeah. fine. But remember, you had to move again. You had to move more to the left, and yeah. then you were like, I can't get him in the scope. And right, yeah. you know, obviously, how fast they can run is it's like in my mind it's like did you just make a mistake that now we got to go chase this thing some more because you know they can take off and then you're picking up and running after you're not running after them but you know tracking them down again but there was a few tense moments in there with getting situated and getting all that stuff together that at least personally i was nervous about you know Uh, do you yeah do you remember (laughs) what happened in those in those whatever felt like you know 10 15 minutes then that remember what happened the wind right so when we oh, yeah. were when we were sitting there that that the drink that was down below us if, if that's the way it was going to work we had perfect wind it was a right to left wind right so as they were if they're going to pop up 200 yards away they're going to pop up basically straight down wind from us and that's what i started thinking like i wonder if they keep going left before we they you know come into sight we're and during that 10 minutes and i think i mentioned it to you as we were talking about the prongs the wind switched. Right it kind of started. It really started blowing back almost the opposite direction, and it was it was just meant to be. Yeah. And, and I, they didn't have a clue we were there. I, I do remember sitting there thinking, like, what's their sense of smell like? Obviously, their vision is very keen because as you could feel that breeze on your back, you know, like you said, on the back of your neck going right towards them. It's like, are we far enough away that that's not going to bother them? Do they smell really good? You know, like many other animals, I assume they do. But yeah, that was a. That and that, you know, at least on many other game, and I'm sure antelope too. That that can be a deal breaker real quick. When yeah. you laid down, it was a pretty good indication yeah. that we were we, we, we were, were, we were okay spot. there, and that 
he was a little bit rutting. You know, it's not full rut right now for Antelope, but but definitely chasing, chasing yeah. a little bit. So his mind was somewhere else. Even well, maybe, and that's why I was saying maybe even even if he smelled us, what would they do? Ultimately, ultimately that that was his demise. You know, if, yeah. if you remember, they were all laying down, and then when the doe gets up, Clay goes, he, he, he ain't gonna let him go very far. And sure enough, you know, they get maybe 15, 20 yards away from him, and then he stands right up. You know, he's not gonna yeah. he's not gonna let his girls go wandering off. So yeah, that was. No, that was the cool part though, because he laid down once or twice, maybe even three times. Well, so remember the the last time you could barely see him. Yeah, I mean, if you were to glass that hillside, not knowing he was there, oh yeah, no, his does maybe would give him away, but nothing nothing sticking out but his head. That was crazy. Yeah, but that's what got me calmed down, and I think it helped Chance too because it was go time, and then we had to relax again because. I think we would have shot him that first time if Clint didn't have him. We were trying to film with purpose. Film two yeah. different, you know, two different camera angles and Alex had him with one camera and I was waiting for Clint to give me the go ahead that he had him. I didn't have a camera, did. I had a phone scope. It's much more difficult. Phone scope on the vortex, yes, yes, yes. A lot, a lot of time waiting for Clint to pick him up in the viewfinder. Yeah, that's a lot of time. So yeah, so chance what's going on right there? Do you remember those moments? Heart pounding. <laughs> yeah. What well, uh you were on him, right? I was on him, but I was... In what kind of distance? What, did, what do you remember? I, I was 374 or something 383. Like that. 383. And, and you were... How close to pulling the trigger right there were you? Because we had, I, we I had, was, we had him on film. You know, Alex had him, so you were... And you said... You, I was ready. I was just... I was waiting for Dad to say, okay. So yeah. you had your finger like, on the trigger? You have him. Yeah. yeah oh, no. you, you clicked the safety yeah, off at one point, I think. Yeah. So you clicked the safety off because Clint said, well, Alex has him go ahead. And right True. when he said go ahead, he took a step. And I was like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, and, he and he started moving again to the left. And then, so we get all excited like that. And he lays back down. And then so the you were, went down. Yeah, yeah. So you were able to feel that rush. Mm-hmm. And one then, of us even said it right then. We said, that's going to help. Yeah. He got his heart rate up, and then he's going to be able to relax afterwards. Relax. And then, like what Alex was just saying, what it, it probably felt like an eternity for you if him laying there. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, like Alex is saying, you never know what's going to happen in nature. A coyote could have come running over that freaking ridge. And busted them, and they run out, and you never have a chance. Another, you know, anything could happen. And thank God it didn't. You know, it worked out awesome for us. But ten minutes goes by, and he's still at 383. And with with Jared, you know, going to sight the gun in, we knew we had to be where we were at on the MOAs with the on the Viper, right? Mm -hmm. So we were at what four and a quarter at 383. Four and a quarter MOAs at 383, and we were dialed in there. Right, and we were just waiting for him to stand up for the second time. Mm-hmm. So, what, what was going through your head there as he was laying there? Just waiting for him to get up. Really, I mean, and then once we saw the doe and the fawn get up, that's when we knew he was going to stand up. Yeah, was, and then he finally he moved what ten more yards, and that's when no, we, yeah, he a little went bit further than that. fifty you, yards. You had to no, readjust no, at, the, at the first when he stopped first. Oh yeah, yeah, because he did because you said one click, and I only moved one click yep, up, yep, and yep. then but. It wasn't really like the most ethical shot, like the fawn. Exactly. Either doe That's or fawn right. was right below up. him. Yep, the doe was right below him. So yeah, as he we got, were waiting for him to move from that, and then he finally moved up to. And four. he was moving left, and that's where we the, the micro move left because you were as far left as you could reach without yeah. having. Jesus, Alex, what is this rookie time? Dropping your phone. Good <laughs> lord, that was a beer. He was on TikTok. <laughs> oh, TikTok. Uh, 
So he went from 383 when he stood up, and then he, I think he only went to like 407 or some 400 when yeah. he, when the fawn was in front of him. Yeah, because I was at four and four, four and, and half, three quarters or four and three quarter MOA. So then then he kept walking up and away to the left of us, mm. and that's what he got. And <laughs> I just kept checking my the you know our card our card yeah. and uh, <laughs> four. They call that a dope sheet in the industry. I mean, can you just be quiet? He's right. God. <laughs> it's not it's a not sheet. A, I'm checking my thingy. It's called a dope sheet. <laughs> I'm not in the military. <laughs> Anywho. It's called a dope <laughs> yeah. sheet. Um, <laughs> so what did he get to, Chance? How many How many MOAs? Four, well, five MOAs. So you went one more click, huh? No. He, he went I went four, four, four more. more. What, what, total four, good. because as he went from 383 to 397, I went one more click and then 407, one more click, 420, one more click, and he finally got to? 437. 437. I, I meant to ask you, what what is that? E it was a 270 short mag. What did that equal in bullet drop? What was the... Let me let me get my uh, sh thingy out. It's a really straight you. shooting. It's a flat. I, 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 I know when you text me that, I thought it was very, very flat shooting rifle. Okay, at 500... Uh, Inches, 500 inches at 500. That's a big antelope. Yeah, <laughs> it's only nine and a half inches. Yeah. I said nine or ten inches. 437. It's nine and a half inches drop. Wow. Whereas so that, that 300 Winchester short mag on the elk hunt oh, yeah, was uh, like that, 16 inches. That's a big. Yeah. That's 16 a big or 18 bullet. inches at that time. Yeah, but you know, just to kind of put it in perspective. Do you do you remember what mags, your 6.5 Creedmoor was? That's flat shooting too. I'd have oh. to look back on that, but it's it probably it's similar. Similar. But my shot was three seventy, if I remember right, three seven zero. Think about what yeah, we had to do with those old school scopes that didn't do that. Yeah, raise try and figure out what nine inches is on an animal, and yeah, I I was having that conversation with some guys here at the shop. Uh, what on Monday, maybe Sunday night. Uh, about that, how how ethical it is now with the equipment, and that if you can afford to get a scope like that, do it because so many times growing up, you know, you hear the story, oh, I shot a leg off, or you see your grandpa shoot a leg off, or hit back, or hit low, and you can still do that obviously now with you know, wind and being nervous and stuff. But the being able to dial in a scope and like you're saying, not guess on a distance of holding just a regular crosshair. Oh, is that nine inch? First of all, guessing the yardage. Maybe you had a a, a, a range finder. Maybe you didn't. If you didn't have a range finder, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't have. I mean, you're guessing at the yardage. And now, okay, he's 300. Let's hold 16 inches above him. And now you put it on his back and raise over and. Maybe you hit him. My, my dad's famous. He put it on the top of his shoulder. Top. You know, when they got a little further out, put just put it right on the top of his shoulder. Yeah, put it on top of his <laughs> Put it on his spine, yeah. you know. Yeah, you'd get, you'd get, you'd just start to get up the body parts. And if you, at least, you know, if you got to where you were putting the crosshairs into the thin blue air, you probably shouldn't be taking that shot. Yeah. With those and let's think about it real quick, just while you're on the subject. When's the last time we had to track an animal? Right. Of any kind. Since you you know really making these type of changes with the scopes, yeah, no, no. I can't. I was thinking while you guys were talking, I can't remember the last time. Yeah, it it, really, it would be it would be with my bow. It'd be with my first deer with my bow. Oh yeah, we tried a yeah, bow. I can think about 
blood trail. I can't think of a blood trail in the recent the past decade. No, that's why the, the the turret. I was trying to think the thingy, the thingy on top Another of the thingy. scopes, the thingies, the turret systems on those Viper. It's the Viper PST Gen Two uh, Five Twenty Five, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So what? So what happens? Uh, Sighting in. What did you do? What, yeah. Where, where did you zero it in at? Oh, we zeroed it in at 50 and then 100. We 100. got it on paper at 50 and then zeroed it at 100. Oh, and that's where yeah, we yeah. that's where we took our measurements from or our distance charts from. And then what yeah. did you do? What did you, what was that process of sighting in your gun? What did you get? And then do? once we got it zeroed in at 100, we moved out to 300 was the next closest. We shot there. Make sure we hit dead middle and whatever those, how many clicks you had to go, MOA you had to go on the turret. Well, which at, what's, at, what, what are you talking about? Click and MOA, what's the difference? Uh, a click is a quarter of an inch and an MOA is an inch. Not technically an inch, but yeah, so, an, so you'd say you do a click. Well, I know you're, you're trying to get him to talk, but he's probably not up on it enough. He is. So an MOA is how many clicks? One. No. Well, four. Four, four yeah, clicks. Okay, four, there you four, go. four clicks. That's what yeah, you're yeah. talking about, yeah. One, 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 click one is, is on the dial of the turret, right? So yeah. you, you would go by the one, by the two, by the three, by the four, by the five, if you're talking five MOA. But when you can feel it click in your hand, right. there's four clicks to one MOA. MOA. So that's yeah. where you, know, you can't get confused because on, on my thingy chart... The thingy. Yeah, that thingy chart I have that tells us... Um, if you just said five at, you know, 500, five at 500 yards or whatever it was, five at 437, you don't just do five clicks because that's only one and a quarter MOA. And, yeah. and, and I got confused sitting up there because I never used the turret, you know, but clicks when you're sighting a rifle in, yeah. you know, you'll shoot and then someone will go move it three clicks to the left. They're not talking MOA. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's what you feel in your fingers and that's what at least to me, that's why I sit there. I was like, yeah. only one click? You know, yeah. you have to be talking the same language for yeah, sure. Yeah. So it, it threw me off sitting up there, but I've also never used a turret like that. But, um, and that's what it is. It's not a, so a quarter, each click is a quarter MOA. Yeah. We just generally say it's a, it's in relationship to inches because it's close, but it's technically MOA. But there's also another version of MRAD. If you're doing... Exactly. So each scope, depending on what you're shooting, you can get a MOA reticle, an MRAD reticle, whatever you're comfortable or learning or military guy and what you've learned on. So MOA, you just have to make sure you're talking to the same language when you're calling out distances and being the spotter, you know, so... Looking at your thingy. Dope chart. It's a call yeah, of dope. Stop it's playing a, with your dinghy. It's a it's a dope sheet. Oh yeah, dope sheet. <laughs> you just screwed it up again. Dope chart. <laughs> dope chart. <laughs> I like your white Crocs, Chance. By the way, those are nice. Oh yeah. What those, about what about my beige ones over here? White. Those are pretty. Yeah, the white. I'm, those are almost not lame. <laughs> 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 almost. Yeah, you shouldn't be wearing Crocs if you're Clay's but age. Before we go on to that. <laughs> What, we haven't even talked was, about the shot yet. I we know we're not there yet. We got we're talking about sighting in now. Yeah. So, what you you just kind of skipped over a step as far as well. We sighted in 100, and then we went to 300 and turned the turret. Who's this Jared guy that helped you sight in? What qualifies him to help you sight in? Well, he's pretty much an elite shooter, <laughs> elite marksman. He is a long range. 
What's he's, he do for a living? He's a BA. That's what he is. Uh, a BA. But he's a, <laughs> a he's bear? a police officer. Yeah. Oh. He's a police officer. He's the, got he's got some trigger the time. The fine now. people of the force. That's damn right. So yeah, he sets up targets at. 300, 400, 500, 600 yards, right? 700, 800. We went to 800 on your yelp. But you're still skipping over a step. What what does he have to do? You can sight in a rifle at 100. But what does he have to do now to go to 300 and know the turret system? How how do you know that it's five MOA or two MOA or whatever it is by zeroing it in? You're talking about you talking well, about we, that? We zero to hundred, but then how do you go from that to knowing how many clicks or MOAs you have to go to on the scope to shoot it at three hundred? He's he zeroed in the turret like he right based but, off remember that based, based off, off how of many what? how many MOA you move at no, hundred? No, because I what if I was shooting what if I had that same scope on a three hundred like like your hunt your elk hunt right? Mm-hmm. We went we did the same thing we sighted it in hundred and then shot it three hundred all the way out to eight hundred. But from that first step on an antelope it's only at three hundred. It was only like. A half an MOA or one MOA, right? On an elk, it was three MOA, and then at 300, it was six MOA. So what's the difference? Does he use a piece of equipment? Ah. Remember that thing? Well, I, I know he uses the piece. I don't know. remember what it's it called. It starts with a C. <laughs> Chassis Chron- system? Chronograph. So, the, so we there's a program that you put in weight of your bullets because what if we, we what do we shoot federal 136 terminal ascent it's a new badass round they just came out with right terminal ascent from federal it is unbelievable like sub MOA accuracy it's it's crazy how awesome that it, that round is you but did some work on that antelope too. so let's say we were shooting that same gun and right 270 Winchester short and we only shot it at 130 grains or we shot a 150 grain bullet or 190 grain bullet or 55 grain bullet, right? Those clicks aren't going to be the same. No. Because of the weight of the bullet, right? right? Yeah. So we need to know speed, which we get off the box and the chronograph, like he's talking about. We shoot through that thing, remember, we put out there? Get the feet per second. Get the feet per mm-hmm. second. Remember that big orange thing that he yeah, had? Yeah. So we get the feet per second, and we know the weight of the bullet because it's 136 grains, and then we plug that into the program, and that and it spits us out the turret system. Because it's calculating the, the bullet yeah, yeah. drop. So that's what he was doing on, his, on, on the phone. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So okay. he has a program on that. I just that never caught the name of the machine. That dials <laughs> all those numbers in because you, I mean, you could theoretically guess and go, oh, hold it right center 300 and go up one click and see where it hits. And then if you didn't have that machine, right? Right. You can do it manually. Okay, we're guessing it might be three on the, and then you shoot high. So mm-hmm. you got to dial back down. Yeah. But with having his machine and his technology, Plugs it in and you're done, and you can shoot out to saves you on a lot of ammo. 800 yards and back in. Now you just got to practice your breathing and trigger pull, right? Mm-hmm. So, what uh, what was it by the way? The exit velocity out of the muzzle. Do you remember? 3383. 3383. 3383 out of the. That's coming. Coming out of <laughs> hard. Moving. Mm. And so, <laughs> Jared Clint commented on this earlier about Jared. You know, we're out there shooting. God damn, he's breathing, he's trigger pull. Does he get to you when he's on you a little bit? Oh, I mean. Or you just know he's joking around. I know he's joking around, but he's that's, an all, ang- that's all he he's does. Intense. He's an angry man, though, isn't he? No, he's not angry. No. Not angry, but uh, he's, he's a, He just likes done stuff, stuff done correctly and in a timely manner. He's abrasive. Yeah, there you go. He's angry. 
<laughs> if you spent 20 some odd years as a cop, you'd be angry too. I think it's all that dope he does with that dope thingy. Right. That dope chart thingy. Exactly. No, he's not angry. He just likes stuff done right and in a timely manner. I mean, because obviously you're coming from a guy who's learning to protect us, right? Humans yeah. and himself and, and be, a, to be a badass. So that's where his learning and teaching comes from. So that's what he passes on and it works for them. So yeah. he knows it works for us. The other thing it works. It works. It damn sure worked. The other thing about those ballistics too that really got my attention is when you get out there at those types of ranges, you're holding the crosshairs where you want to hold them, but you've got to even be real careful about the tilt of your gun. Yeah. yeah. You know the levelness of your gun, and it's crazy when you have that. How much more accurate? I mean, you can miss by a foot. And you, you had the crosshairs in the right spot, but when you're out there at 500 yards, if that gun's tilted just a little bit off of center, you can, That's you those, can miss your shot big time. And I never realized that until I started shooting a lot with Jared with those that bubble system that you put on there. You know, you put a bubble on your scope and put everything level. It's called a level. Leveler. Bubble. Bubbler. Bubbler. Well, no, bubbler's, bubbler's a drink. Drinker hey, for hey, water. Hey, Joe Bubble. Biden, you having a little moment here today? You got what such a it? good vernacular. You said they put that bubble on there. Uh, come on, man. Come on, oh, man. man. Get my blonde it's hair. Thing. It's a marky. Corn pop. Corn. I wonder what <laughs> corn pop's doing these days. He's dead. Is he? Yeah, they confirmed it. That some, some reporter, of course, wanted to go out there and try to track him down, and I guess he passed away like hey, 2012 or did, something. Did Joe ever cut you? <laughs> nope. They, they looked for him. He was <laughs> pretty notorious in that town. You know what was funny going back to Jared? We should have filmed this, and we didn't, but we called Jared and told him that you missed and that something was wrong with the gun. Oh, and yeah, yeah. He was so mad. Where are you at? You, Where are you at? You coming back? Bring it over here. Come over right now. It's hard to sense anger through a text, but, man, you could tell he was hot. No, he was so pissed. Dude. It was so, so funny. funny. <laughs> and then right after I got off the phone with him, I texted him a picture of it, and he called me back. You mother, I knew what you did in that summer. <laughs> That's right. We told him it, it feels loose down at the base where he put the base how many, on. How many pounds of torque did you yeah, put on did, these Did nuts? you put Loctite on it? <laughs> yeah, I did all that. If something, if something went wrong, it would have been Clay's fault. Oh, Guaranteed. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Clay would have screwed something up, according to Jared. Yeah, now go back to the leveler, <laughs> bubble leveler. The bubbler. Yeah, that thing. I never understood it. And like Clint, I mean, to explain it just a little bit more, if your gun is level, you know, true, straight up and down, and you are taking into effect of the shot at 100 yards, it don't really matter if you maybe even slant it off to the left or right a little bit. But when you're doing those MOAs at five, six, eight hundred yards and shooting, if you're off just a one degree to the left, your height is not going to be the same because it's traveling at a angle up, not straight up. So it's going not as high as fast. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying? So they make a level that hooks to your scope. scope. And you, yeah, so if you obviously... Kind of like a bow where you need to look at yes. at your level before you, you know, yeah. look at your sight. So yeah. if you can get that, get a level, I mean, if you're going to shoot out that far, like I said, 100, maybe 200 yards, it doesn't going to affect it. But when you're out four, five, 800 yards and you're off one, two degrees, you can miss a big i mean by a lot because it's not traveling true to being level so it's chance what were you and caden just going over with your homework that math homework 
earlier in the week. No, it was his math homework. Right. What was the graph? I think it was XY. Just generally, what was the shape? What was I think the thing he was, he was doing? Oh, the parabolas. Parabola. It's crazy. Yeah. He was just working on that with really? Caden math, and that's exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Think of that parabola, and if you're not at that peak of the parabola, if you're tilted just off to the side, you're still on the target, but that's that's that rise of the bullet and the fall of the bullet. And it's crazy. it comes into effect, like saying, at four or 500 yards, even 800 yards, even more, the further you go. because And all they could say while they were doing the homework, this doesn't matter. Were we ever going to use this in life? <laughs> well, there you go. I never said that. I've said that many times. I want to be a better hunter. <laughs> Learn your parabolas. Right. <laughs> and learn the Pythagorean theorem. What's that? You're supposed to know. I don't. Oh, know. I know. Oh, well, explain <laughs> it to us then. Uh, a, a squared, squared plus B squared equals C squared. Not a boy. That's right. Um, has something to do with gravity or something. Right. I don't know. I don't remember. So now geometry. Some Feinstein guy. <laughs> so now about an apple falling out of a tree. I don't. I don't know. So now we're back to the hunt. And he gets up the final time when I say he's not going to let them does get too far away. Does the heart pump then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Immediately from zero to 100 again. Right? And your setup, yeah. how you were, what position were you in again? Uh, sitting. And your gun was resting. How did you have your? In the, uh, in the tripod. Uh, what's it called? Tripod. Yeah, you had that. What, what, what's that the name for trigger? it? Bog pod? Bog pod. Yeah, that bog pod. Yeah. Man, I think came in handy. So we're on that. And when you shoot, I mean, everybody know this, I guess, when you, you have the front of your gun on something and then you, did you have your left elbow on your left knee? I had, well. How do you get to be perfectly, you know, comfortable? How do you, do you free float your arms or do you kind of rest them on your legs? Oh, yeah. I was, I was resting. So I had my hand on the, my left hand on the handle part of the bog part, bog pod. And then my left elbow was kind of on my knee here. And my right elbow was back here on the rock with the pack under So you had, I mean, not only a tripod holding steady, you had a three-point connection yep. pretty with close. Steady. Yeah. And I think that right elbow on that edge of that rim rock was real helpful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, your dad was over your shoulder with the phone scope through the spot and scope. Alex was over your left shoulder with a video camera on it. Sony gets. So Uncle gets. Clay was, what was Uncle Clay doing? Reading the thingy. Yeah, he was just yeah, he was just reading the thingy. Was he excited <laughs> was he excited in that He's moment? Just tell me how many clicks go up. So. <laughs> no, I, I had I had my old Fury H D five thousands on. That's true. Yeah. Kick, clicking off yardage. Clicking off yardage, going three eighty three and kept checking, kept checking the thingy chart. Mm-hmm. And I believe Clay says something to the effect of whenever you're ready, buddy, just take it, squeeze. Well I said I said one more click. One more click. He went to, he went to three eighty yeah. or four thirty seven. I said, One more click. I said, Alex, you got him? Yeah. yeah. And then Clint, that you, Clint, left. you got him. He moved, and you said, "Get a shoot!" I said, "Anytime you're ready, bud." And what was it? That's what I was getting. One, to. one second. It wasn't one, five seconds no, later. I guarantee you that. He got the okay. God, that bullet was quick too, man. Thirty-three, eighty-three. Do the math. Him. Hammered him. Do the math, Alex. It's moving 383 out of the muzzle. He's 437 yards away. How fast does it get there? Fast. A train's leaving Station A <laughs> at 100. How many watermelons were in the cart? <laughs> Three, 3383 
mail-in voter fraud. <laughs> it got there in about three seconds. <laughs> no, three no, seconds. No, Good it Lord. got there in a millisecond. A second, yeah. yeah. And I think it, it. by the time I said, anytime you're ready and you pulled the trigger, he was dead just that quick, too. It was three seconds, and he was... He hit the ground, and well, his front... The front legs gave out. The it three kicks that that, that it gave were, it didn't even know. It was yeah, dead. No, it didn't even know it was dead. Didn't know. His, yeah. We got to him, and there was nothing left of his heart cavity. No, nothing. There was, we tried to find his heart, and there was. It was gone. It was gone. It was an unbelievable shot. Tell us about the shot of your bull elk last year, less than a year ago. Well, it, it took a while for him to get in, in uh shooting range, really, because he was in that park. But we had to wait all day for him to get over the... Not all day. But just a few like, hours. Like the specifics of it. How far? What, what, what did you 178 yards. 178 yards. And right where my gun Describe how, how that kind of went. He he jumped the fence line of the park and all the all the does and... Cows. Cows. Or cow, <laughs> cows. <laughs> Antelope. Uh, all the cows and all the smaller bulls jumped the fence line, got out of there. We were waiting for him to jump the fence line and finally getting to the spot where my gun was pointed and he bugles a couple of times and stops right where the 300 Winchester short mag was pointed and I mean we picked the spot on that side hill it was, it was I, perfect he, he walked right into your scope basically but yeah. what about you pulled the trigger and kind of just real quick what 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 happened there you'll see where I'm going with this how I'm, fast did he die Oh, about seven seconds, yeah. <laughs> so there's a debate, you know, did the antelope go further or did the elk go further? Uh, the elk went a little elk much bigger further. animal. Uh, oh, distance-wise, did he go further? But about the same as far as if you could factor in just the amount of strides, I think it was almost identical. Yeah. That elk had that nice front flip and a half. Yeah, the, the Russian judge gave him a 10.0 for sure. Mm -hmm. And then antelope. And where'd you hit him? <laughs> At the top of the aorta. Well, the aorta, top of the heart. Yeah. yeah. Didn't touch the heart. The heart was in perfect but shape, there was, but it did not have an... You're an, kind of a heart guy, yeah. Real heartbreaker. So. Yeah. But I, where I was going with that is that... Yeah, nobody I mean, knows where you're going with this. Well, we were talking about the scopes and that stuff, but as far as chances record, what is I, to me what makes it extra cool is the, the ethical part of it. About you can say whatever you want to say about hunting and stuff, but his record of ethical shots at the big game animals that he's taken is one shot one kills every time i mean i i would think that that would make you feel that much better you know do i want to keep hunting when i get older is this a lifestyle that i want to do when you're you have the confidence of taking animals about as ethically as you can possibly take them it's i i would say it really helps the psyche i mean the worst thing is to to lose an animal to wound an animal and that kind of stuff but man yeah. it just it's unbelievable five animals that that they're about the cleanest shots that I've ever been witness to. And how many coyotes have you got? Four. Four. Lost, all four. legit too. All, oh, yeah. all legit, but he stole he stole one. I think kind of like you from Chase. You shot more than four coyotes. I didn't steal them. <laughs> I missed that shot. I did shoot them. You did try to steal them. <laughs> um, no, going back to your ethical, it's a great point. And you know, you get as technology. And we've you know, talked about this as technology gets better, not having to hold over an animal and not having to do this and not having to do that. There's a drawback a little bit as far as, uh, I don't know about drawback, but people might think that you're more now into shooting than hunting, being able to take a shot ethically at 800,000 yards, you know, 
instead of you know doing your best as a hunter and using the wind and the terrain and getting to 100 yards. But technology is so amazing now with the bullets, they're flat shooting, the scopes you can dial in, and you can be ethical, as chance has proved, <laughs> at 500 yards and 600 yards and and go out and get your scope like this it makes it more enjoyable because the last thing you want to do is be unethical and hurt that animal but to lose it and wound it and maybe it run off for six miles and you're chasing it and your, your day's ruined you i mean it's it's just not good all the way around to the animal to you i mean it's, it's horrible so i'd say go out if you can afford it go out and get you a turret system and and practice and don't think just because you have that you can go out and do it because, right, you got to go practice, right, Chance? Oh, yeah. How many times did you go shooting before we went hunting? Um, three times. Three times, yeah. How many How many sh- rounds do you I think you I was going to say, through? yeah, what do you think mm-hmm. you shot? <laughs> couple, bo- couple, three boxes total? Oh, no. Way <laughs> more? more than that. Yeah. Oh, you, you're shooting a lot out there. Yeah. The first, with the elk, we, we went from 100 to 800 and back. This one we just went with zero to or 100 to 600 and back he lifts weights plays baseball you know (laughs) all that stuff he's in peak (laughs) physical shape that next day after shooting the third time he's i'm so sore i wasn't sore i think it popped a rib out (laughs) i I wasn't sore i was just like (laughs) shot a lot of times shooting's fun yeah but uh what was i just gonna say you said uh now now, what is your, how do I put this, favorite part of the hunt after the fact? Is it skinning the mountain, getting it back off the mountain? Is it getting it home and eating it? Is it, where, where's, where's the next part of the hunt come in? Does walking up on them count? <coughs> the, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first. Like first. Yeah. Cool, guys. Because when you guys were saying when we walked up first on them, he grew on the ground. Oh, you know? yeah. Definitely he looked no a lot trigger. bigger than he looked like I couldn't believe scope. that prong sticking up out of the ground like that. <laughs> we got yeah. we got to it first. Clint and I got to it first because you guys were talking on the camera, and I was like, look at the prong on that thing. <laughs> we had the same look as when we were when we saw him in the binoculars, right? We were like, oh, my God. I mean, we, we saw a goat today that went around in a text message, yeah. and it was a great goat. But very much like most Nevada antelope, they have no prong. To the, the prong that's on your antelope is... Insane. You just don't see them. It's I mean, kind of like the elk. They say the third, right? That third. Yeah, the thirds in Nevada are usually small. small and, yeah, and the prong, prong like that. Well, one of my, uh, I would kind of say is when he made the shot. I think Chance was so confident in himself. He was just like, yeah, I, d-, you know, I kind of did yeah, that. Like the, but there was I, no chance. But us three. We're like, oh my god! Just, it was so. Which, which it comes across <laughs> different because what did what did you say? Uh, really? Right after? I was like, yeah. No, yeah. but as far as how were you feeling during the shot? Were you calm? No, I no. I mean, I must have had ha- had to have been a, a I mean, little bit to make yeah. that shot. But he's telling me he's shaking like crazy. I can't believe I, I made that shot. Nervous. And I'm like, from the outside, it's just you. You appear so calm. Yeah. Okay, I did a I did a little edit. Hopefully, this will come over the screen. I did a quick little edit of the kill shot. This is what Chance says and what we say. Uh, of the, you got the audio. Yeah, I'm gonna. Here we go. Let's see if we can play it. <laughs> Drop 
happened? Smoked him. Smoked, Smoked him. him. Yeah? Yeah. Hold on. Just hang on. Hold on. Mr. He's dead. 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 Holy smokes, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> Slow mo. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Just hang on. Hold on. Just stay right there. He's dead. 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 Holy smokes! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was a little excited. I couldn't. <laughs> I was. I because I've never taken a shot that far at an animal. Never. Ever in my life, I've never taken a shot at 4:37. Ever. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither. Until today, and, last weekend. And I cannot. Uh, I was just not that I. Obviously, I knew you could do it because I've seen you shoot. The guns out to 800 and back. Obviously, it's not an animal. It's different, but yeah. I, but I know you oh, yeah. have the capability, and I know the gun and the scope is capable. So it comes down to your nerves and that trigger pull, right? Mm -hmm. And when that thing was dead in three seconds, I, I think I was more saying, "Are you kidding me?" How fast he died than the shot itself, right. because I knew he was capable of it. I just could not believe it was so perfect that. He was dead in three seconds. And that's where I had, I had a little extra perspective looking through the spot and scope, so I had definitely the, the most zoomed-in view of all of us. And, I mean, I can close my eyes right now and see it. I mean, I just – you could see that the dust behind him caught your attention, but it was just this – just hollowing out, you know, right in that kill zone. I could see it in that spotting scope. The His moment hair. it happened, he just – just you could see the impact go through there. and yeah. it was like, Smoked it. Yeah. I mean, it was just your first, your first reaction. He did not know where hit him. Spot. He he face planted, got up, kicked one more time, and then his legs didn't work. So <laughs> fell off his front shoulder. <laughs> We've often talked about visualization, and I, I told you guys up there that I would be lying if I didn't. I had started to visualize. Okay, when he misses this, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then they're going to go that way, and then we're going to need to go. You know, it's not like you give up if you miss. You just got to go do it again, right? So I was already kind of starting to – I, I, my mind slipped that way. You know, I didn't yeah. consciously want to think about you missing, but I'm like, okay, when he misses, they're going to go that way, and we're going to need to get up and go over this way. Contingency you know, plan. Yeah, it's a 400-plus yard shot on an antelope. An antelope is not a big Tiny. animal, dude. Tiny. You know, you shoot an elk at 400 yards. A lot of guys do that. A lot of the guides around here will tell their clients be proficient out to 500 yards you're shooting a much larger target with an elk you know an antelope they're not much bigger than a coyote i mean you shoot a coyote at 400 yards you've done something pretty spectacular they're small yeah. so yeah it was I, I you know my mind wandered to the what if side of that 400 yard shot and what we do next and you know it's another just, good it's thing about that you know doing what you did with the one shot and he's dead in three seconds is antelope you're hunting them in 90 100 degree weather hmm. you wound that thing and he's building up lactic acid and i mean a lot of people like antelope but some people say it's not very good and when you hunt in 100 degree weather and you might wound him or he one runs off 300 yards and maybe get another shot at him and you know that just adds a lot of bad stuff into their into their meat the and hormones and hormones yeah. and, and now it's 100 degrees and you're chasing them and they're suffering and the meat's going bad <laughs> and to be able to kill them that quick get on them that quick and have them back in a cooler in three hours mm -hmm. we won a little after one i think if i remember right nine nine twenty one was when he yep. killed him and he was in the cooler a little after I, one. i couldn't remember we weren't there at dark but it wasn't it, i mean it was it was, it was somewhat light. light right i mean it was yeah, it, it was, it right was light. getting up on the i remember turning the headlights light. off when we were kind of coming up the hill and then we got you know got our gear and all that stuff ready so pretty much you know yeah a couple I minutes after i didn't want to be there in the dark because right. if you remember uh, the very first time we put a hunt on mine, 
we thought it'd be a good idea if you went down below and and a glass from below and i went and walked up on that dang vista in the dark and sat on that <laughs> rock and i had been sitting there for 45 minutes the sun had come up i'd been glassing and glassing i heard a little commotion and these i don't know for sure i think they were bedded down there's they could have been down at that drink and they just used that little little draw right laying there but they up. basically were 200 yards down below me <laughs> i think laying down i snuck in on them in the dark and I must the wind shifted something happened and I blew them out of there and we never caught up with them that mm -hmm. day so yeah I had that in mind I what you want to get up there at least when you can see you know first light basically to, when you're hiking up yeah, that hill you definitely don't want to walk in dark because like you're saying that's a debate you know it's kind of one of those things do you walk in, in the dark what do you do when you know when you know that there's animals in the area it's I mean I don't know if either one's the wrong decision but you kind of wonder if you walk past something or you know if you go into he the dark walk and past something in, in the just, light yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah your father and i have significant time up on that flat with the, <laughs> i've walked a lot of miles up there. a lot up there and we 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 saw his goat the very first day you know two three hundred yards off the side of the road but the light was wrong and it was just you know they're hard to judge you, I, did you you never really got to look at very many of them but they're very hard to judge you know and I most to, guys say uh, that's Les says it all the time that's the hardest big game animal yeah. to field judge and there's yeah. no doubt for for you to have a two hour and 21 minute hunt or something like that it, it typically does not work that way it's not that I was just, yeah don't don't uh, think that's how they're all good i was also saying he's like he paid his dues and then some on that elk hunt so this was kind of like a makeup for you know, right killing it on that uh, the evening of the seventh day doing your homework leaving the next morning and then this one happens two hours into the hunt so yeah i mean obviously you don't plan it that way but that's why you scout and and you know, take your time hunting and put a. I don't know why we bought all that ice and all those drinks and <laughs> yeah. all that food. And why do we even bother setting up camp? I know we could have went out at three in the morning, drove out there, no smoke, no nothing, but all that hard work paid off. So, have you Indeed. told your friend? Have you showed pictures to oh, yeah. your friends? And Did you put it on your TikTok? No. <laughs> what are they saying? Well, I don't have much friends that hunt. You don't have any friends? It. No, that hunt. <laughs> Well, you kind of uh, do, but the, the, they were older than you, so they're off to college. Yeah, they're stuff, all at so. college. Yeah. But uh, I showed some of them. They were like, well, I mean, they don't really know what they're, like, looking at. Kind of like you. But my, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, no. But I showed them. They were excited, obviously. But they, I don't think they really knew what they Are you getting it mounted? Yeah. What are we going to do? Along with me Padres. We're doing uh his is turned to the his is turned to the left up on the wall right now. So we're gonna do a dual mount I think and we're gonna put a little rock with some sagebrush in between them and I think mine is gonna be more towards a ninety degree turn to the left and a little face down so you can see his curls and his prongs. Yeah. So they'll both be facing left? They're not going to so be looking at each other? I, the plan right horse. now is to do a pedestal. Mine's a pedestal mount with a turn left. We were doing do just the exact opposite and offset them, you know, kind of so mine a little looking higher, his a little lower. Yeah. But I... I like his right sides, his good side. I kind of like the idea, yeah, having him turn 90 degrees left. Mine's, you know, quarter turn left. Look He's up looking higher. At, looking at the same thing or something. You're going to see that prong, you know, and it probably have his nose down just slightly because he, he, from the side, he's 12, 12 inches tall. 
you know, really, if you look at him from the side, his horn length, he kind of, but he, cause he goes in and curls down and back. So his length is, is hidden essentially. So I think definitely turning him, I want to turn him probably more 90 degrees is my, my thought right now. I, I, th- I thought I heard somebody offer up a barnwood, you know, Nevada. I did. They said they I didn't just want like it. the idea of combining those. Cause what, well, what why don't you combine them on that? big nevada sign with the bullets in the, right by each other you know like in that area i think that'd I, be cool, I think we might know? do something that as part of like a plaque that has like you know, all my other animals i have i have some cool plaques just basically what unit where what year you know just kind of generally what yeah, they scored cool. and you know generally the area they are in nevada a, a landmark so i haven't done that with his elk yet so I've, i'm thinking that with a plaque something yeah, so with the that. picture you know we got these wood pictures that are reproductions of the actual photo that are really cool kind of black and white sepia yeah. and uh that with the Nevada yeah, sign I cool. think will work Those good and that'll be I, kind uh, of below the mount one thing we haven't talked about is being at the same flat basically a quarter mile from where you killed yours that prong because yours has unbelievable prongs and the characteristics of you know curling in and a little bit back has a little bit of yours same genetics wondered if it's the same genetics grandson and I that I one that is. we saw the weekend before that we determines the other good one in there, to me, there's no doubt that one is the direct descendant of mine. I mean, he reminded me a lot of mine. Heavy and, you know, definitely went up taller and straighter than who knows what he does as far as the turn, but he's he's got a very similar look to him. Did you... Uh did you partake any of uh, any of this antelope yet? Have you eaten any of it? I don't know. I personally do not like antelope meat, and I think it's all right. Yeah, but it's just all right. I I feel the same way. It's just all right. I'll eat yeah. it. I'll eat it, but it's not it's not elk or deer. Don't so. you guys like it, Clay and Clint? I've had good and I've had bad. Well, but I, I mean, like if someone said, "Hey, here's a mule deer steak and here's an antelope steak. Cook whichever one you want." Which one are you eating? Cook whichever one. Yeah, you're going to cook it. Yourself. I'm going to cook it. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably go mule deer, but I could. I know I could take make antelope taste good. Cause, but it's. It, it, I mean, the meat. Ninety nine percent of it, as we all know, is how you take care of it. Sure. Like we were talking about earlier, if you kill that antelope and he runs off for a mile, and you have to, he's you know put another one in him and chase him and get all that hormones. Or you're in him. packing him way off. Yeah, the hill it's and terrible. But by that, the time yeah. you get, you know, we were there in four minutes of killing him and started caping him out after to some pictures this the cape was off of him he started to cool down and he was in the cooler on ice within a couple hours i guarantee you his his goat's going to be unbelievable he's not going to get a chance to cook a steak because i <laughs> took it to the local butcher this year and um kind of interesting i'd never really known what a chorizo mix was kind of a i imagine there's different ones depending on which area of the world you come from but uh he said bring a bottle of red wine any kind for what? I thought maybe like a little side gift for the butcher kind of stuff. He says, no, that's, we use that in our chorizo mix. So I brought him a bottle of Chianti. Fava beans? Did you bring any fava beans? So anyways, yeah, I'm going to do, they do it in 25-pound increments. So I'm going to do 25 pounds of chorizo, and then whatever's left over after that is going to be mild Italian. Nice. So back straps and tenderloins, I just throw it all in there. You did it all? All of it. No what steaks. Savage. No steaks. Look at Clay's hey, face. Just, I wish you guys could I'm see Clay's face right now. I'm off right now. You took, did the backstraps and handlings. Yeah. Well, when you, you, just, you eat it a lot more often. I mean, we've been eating off of that elk. All we have left of that elk right now is some actual some chorizo. We, we ground a lot of that up, and 
as far as just my family, it's with my wife cooking and stuff. She, we eat it a lot more often. If we was just, you know, if you're going to have elk steaks, how often do you eat an elk steak unless you're getting together with buddies and stuff like that? So it's just something that you can mix in with spaghetti sauce. You, you eat ground meat more than yeah, you eat, the other meat. Eat it yeah. a, think a lot of different the, meals. Yeah, so it nope. just it gets consumed a lot better. I, if the whole family enjoys it more. I like those. Uh, the it's not a typical thing, but that chorizo tacos man you know gr- just brown that meat you don't even have to season it or put taco seasoning or any of that stuff i have a feeling this chorizo is going to be real good yeah no i think the ground stuff gets eaten when is it faster. due when can we eat some I, i'm expecting a call tomorrow hmm. they they said we might have this done by the end of the day and i went what like how's that possible <laughs> and they they harvest on thursdays and fridays i took it there wednesday morning last week so I'm sure they got it but close it, to done. It should be done tomorrow, probably. Yeah, I mean, if you're just well, they had to debone and all that. Never mind. Yeah, that that uh, the same day would seem very fast to me, but yeah, kind of interesting because they're there's r- pretty strict rules with that stuff. So a lot of the butcher shops are stopping doing wild game these days. Yeah. I called around and it was hard to find somebody. Um, so they said uh, he he made some comment. I can't remember what it was. I said, "What do you mean by that?" He said, "Oh, you got to bring it in, and we got to do it completely separate, USDA, and we can't just have it during our normal load. So we'll take it in the morning, but we just kind of leave it in this corner of the freezer, and we can't touch it. Our machines can't touch it. We have to clean everything, and then we spend the last couple hours of the of the they close at three. That's our normal butcher hours, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So when they close at 3, then they stay there for another couple, two, three hours, and they process the game. So it can't touch at the that's same smart. time. They have to have it separated, and that's the only way they can keep their shop open. So, I, you know, it's pretty interesting. But, yeah, maybe that's why there a lot of guys possibly aren't doing that because they, one, don't know about it. I didn't know of this place. It's the first time I'm really using them this year. So, right, well, but, um, they, we can, they can we commit had hours to. to just wild game. Which we haven't had cool. to because we process our own. doing our own. Yeah. Doing our own, but you didn't have time this year, so yeah, had to get her done quick. It Chance, actually, where do we go from here, bud? Highly affected by coronavirus is why he didn't yeah. want to butcher it himself. <laughs> what would you like to accomplish next? You into bighorn sheep? You into um, cow yeah, elk? Mountain goat? Modeling shoot? Baseball career? Modeling shoot? Where are you at with your baseball right now? Nothing. <laughs> Corona. Coronavirus. What a yeah. what a life suck that thing is, isn't it? Terrible. Terrible. You got what a nice antelope during it, though. It'll be old nice. Six, old six percent. Old six percent. Yeah. Did you see that? Unbelievable, isn't it? Six percent of the of the one hundred fifty three thousand. Only six percent of it. Wow. Shut, I don't want. I don't want to go down yeah. this path. Uh, what uh, What is today, Chance? Oh yeah. What's the date? Oh, yeah. I was gonna, I was going to do it at the end, but so he, had to, he had to bring it up. No, no, he I was wasn't feeling even needy. it up from that standpoint. But what we're on the subject now. What is today? August thirtieth. August thirtieth. And the reason I would just that's, I'll let Clay take that over there. But <laughs> happy birthday! Clay. When was the last we were on the baseball birthday, thing? So Clay. today's August thirtieth. <laughs> what a when was the last time you faced a different team, a live pitching? Well, Do you remember? We, we did have one game against Minogue during the summer, but only one, and that was beginning of June, I think. Oh, that's right. I only forgot about one that because you can't go. No, yeah. no. Family no members, parents, yeah. nobody in the stands. So you did have one in June. One in June. That and was then the only game of your high, your junior year of your high school baseball. What happened there? We got we got preseason games in. Um, what, two or three, four or something like that. I think I think a preseason tournament or something. And then we had 
three real in-season games, yep. and it got canceled after that third game against, I remember we <laughs> against got, Reno. We got word on Friday, I think whatever day, St. Patrick's Day is, what is it, the 17th? March 17th, 17th. March So 17th. that Monday, so that Friday before it, however it fell in the week, the word finally came down, school's canceled. But it goes into effect on Monday. <laughs> One of the few good things your coach did. Well, it goes into effect Monday. We might as well play Saturday. So they played a doubleheader against Reno up at Spanish Springs. Yeah, and that was, the, that was at least the last at-bat I saw you take was that game right there. So any yep. scouts out there that are listening, yeah. uh, <laughs> we have an unbelievable baseball player here that needs a, needs a little look needs at. A look. Needs a look. Which, by the way, I think it's very uh, fair – that there's 20,000 people standing out on the Black Rock Desert right now for Burning Man, but Chance can't play baseball. Well, there's... It all makes sense. Ugh, please, let's not get into it. My I boy, Brad, let's not. let's, let's yeah. sing Clint happy <laughs> <Yeah>. birthday instead. <laughs> How old are you today, Clint? <clears throat> Double fours. 44. And Chance, you're 17? Yep. Yep. And not sure if it's really his kid. We just... <laughs> Yeah, he's got my nose. <laughs> yeah, he does that ugly ass crooked nose. He used to be a. He was into wrestling. We were both into professional wrestling big time up until he was probably ten or something. But man, when he was four or five years old, he was huge into it. They, him and his brother had actual belts, and I had carved in to the, their belts. Chance was the blonde bomber, and Caden was the. I don't quite remember. I don't remember right Kate. I remember the blonde mommer. But yeah, so chances, I mean, he would come out and we would do an intro. You know, I'd do a big intro voice and he'd go back in his room and they'd get all pumped up back there and they'd come down the hallway like they were entering the ring and he jumps up on the couch and we had a, a, a coffee table and he missed a step and he smashed into that damn coffee table right on the bridge of his nose. And I think that's why that's his nose why is so big to this day. Yeah. It's got a little bit of my genetics, but man, he smashed up. It was it was terrible. The, the fact, end of the blonde bomber. The fact that you guys don't remember Caden's wrestling name, it's probably why he doesn't go hunting with us. The Toehead <laughs> Tornado. That's it just it. came to me. Toehead. They were both they were both Toeheads big time. <laughs> toehead Tornado. The blonde right. bomber and the Toehead Tornado. You guys would have been a tag team uh, duo, or oh, would yeah. you guys have been battling each other? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. When I threw out that D Generation X thing this morning, did you uh, were you impressed? A little bit of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit before his time. Oh, was it? You didn't know still, them? I remember. They were still the yeah. road dog Jesse James, the badass Billy Gunn. Yeah. Well, there's nothing else. To we say. were just yeah. Where do we? He never really answered the. Where do he you wants it all? Go? What do you want to do next? With I had one other question for you. On we talked. I wanted to get your input on the coyote hunting. What do you, how do you see how coyote hunting, growing up doing that, has helped you with the big game hunting? Obviously, with shooting, shooting the animal, nerves. I guess it's helped with that. But uh, getting out there, you know. Can, can you imagine if you didn't do all that? Let's just say, you know, this was the fourth animal you've ever hunted. It's kind of one of those things you just did big game hunting, which, other than bird hunting, that's a lot of what we did growing up. We didn't really coyote a whole lot when we were younger. Um, can you imagine it being a little bit different if you weren't on all those coyote hunts? Yeah, I think so. I think one way, think at so. least in Nevada, you wouldn't you would have half of you know your experience because 
you're not going to, you're very fortunate in the tags you've drawn. <laughs> right. You yeah, know, just a little bit. I haven't drawn a tag in three years now. You know, Clay drew a tag this year, but prior to that, it, it, it was two or three years. And like I said, 12 to 22, my first two tags. Right. Ten so, years. so if you didn't coyote hunt yeah. and you didn't go shoot rabbits, you know, you wouldn't shoot a rifle, but every five years if you had the average of nevada or more you know so and that's i was that's where i was going with what you're going with what i was going with with when you talked up coyote hunting like you did your hunt we knew about it in where we find out june the tag may may find out about may do a little scouting do a little sighting in your rifle and your hunt's over in two and a half hours yep. one pull of the trigger and now you have to wait till next year or bird hunt or whatever but with coyote hunting I mean, you, you, can pull it that, you can do it any time. Pull that trigger as much as you want, and 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 keep your skills honed. Honed, because yeah. they're tiny <laughs> to shoot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, for sure it's helped you. I mean, being able to you know move left and get on them and mm-hmm. nerves and yeah, all that stuff. For Click sure. your turret, check your thingy, <laughs> look at your bubbler. You can do all that stuff when you you're kind of all that stuff. That was a good recap of the whole episode. Thank right? you. It really was. Appreciate it. Chance, you're going to come on another podcast? Yeah. Are you going to come on my elk hunt? Um, I, we were can. talking about that earlier. Yeah, if, if you, I can. If yeah. you can. It is. Th- there's Thanksgiving week in there. Show me Show me how to, you know. Show you the lay of land. Yeah, show me the lay of land. Yeah. This is how you do, get them into 178 do, yards. Do the reading for me. Two clicks. Nine clicks. <laughs> yeah. Just don't Switch places. Up. Yeah. I'll Switch spot them. Check your level. Yeah. <laughs> Check your bubbler. One more. One more. You, you could be his coach. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I got coming up. Some coyotes. Well, we're going to do some duck and goose hunting for the foul life. A lot of coyotes. God, I hope it's a good year. I hope it's a good year, too. Guess, guess what invite I just got last night? Maybe because it was my birthday. Mm. Early Canada Goose in California. Chad finally invited his, his favorite brother. I'm not going now. I, I was already invited. What, where, October, uh, <laughs> early October, I think. Yeah, I got it on my, the list. He told me Clay's not going. That's why oh, I said yes. So. Damn it. You're not going? It's the first time hearing about it. I thought I was gone. <laughs> he thought he was included. Uh, Clint's taken over, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my stipulation. Clay. Oh. Yeah. You, as long as you two don't go together. Duck and goose for for the foul life. Coyotes for this life ain't for everybody. I mean, for where the pavement ends. And hey, Joe Biden. I know. We got so much Maybe stuff going on. Maybe you need some Ginkoba. Ginkgo, ginkgo biloba. Yeah, whatever. Don't act like you're smart and then throw that stuff or out. Or is that like the that. new one? Is that is there a new one? Ginkoba. <laughs> What's it called? Ginkgo biloba. No, you guys are both wrong. <laughs> Google that right now. Ginkgo biloba for your memory. Yeah, what Although does it's say? not even made anymore because it doesn't work. I think there's a big hey, lawsuit Siri. against it or something. If I remember right, I said it right. You guys said it wrong. Let's see here. Hey Siri, what medicine? What medicine helps you with memory loss? Okay, I found this on the web for what does the what medicine helps you with memory loss. Check it out. You're supposed to tell me, God, Siri, you suck. Non, non, you have to oh. say non-pharmacological. Uh. You guys, you guys said the full name. I abbreviated it. Ginkoba space 
Biloba or whatever you guys said. <laughs> so I was correct. You were correct. We were correct. Okay. We love each other. I don't want to Kumbaya. 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 Yeah. I'm basically never wrong. So. All right, guys. Cover your mouth before you uh, go outside. Put your mask on. Yeah. Get your mask on. Nope. Dork. Disinfect this microphone, please, Clay. Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you, Chance, for putting Congratulations, some awesome Chance. memories on all of us because uh, it was a hell of a hell of a hunt for me. I was glad to be a part of I it. I had one other real quick thing to I say. I have one uh, thing to say first oh. before it slips my mind. I saw a very short edited video of Chance shooting that antelope clay. Will there be something for people to watch and relate this to? Will it be on YouTube? Will it be on Facebook? Will it be on Instagram? I saw a piece of it. Let the people know. Will it be out there? <laughs> yes, yes, Ooh. yes. Along with double time, because we talked about the elk hunt. The elk, Ooh, elk hunt's coming. Antelope hunt's coming. I just got a tingle down my did I just <laughs> Did I just blow a small surprise? If I did, I apologize. But <laughs> the people want to see... Yeah, it's all coming. Chance, it's coming. And I have a video of Chance with his shirt off hitting a baseball that I'll post up there, too, for everyone to see. <laughs> Beautiful. Sorry, Clint, go ahead. No, no, it was just my toes. quick closer for, for Chance. Today's my birthday, and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I've 238, yet to, 2.38. I've yet to open a birthday present today. <clears throat> but... He's, he told yeah, me. So? He, <laughs> I said, I believe yesterday, and probably four times before that, you, you get me something good for my birthday? What do you get me for my birthday? I got you an antelope. <laughs> That's my birthday present. <laughs> Not a boy chance. I and, and I, I have to pay for the mount. I let you come on my antelope hunt. There you go, yeah. Dad. Maybe, maybe give him a couple extra minutes. I let you pack that thing out to the... I let you pay for the gas. I let you yeah. pay for the food. I let you pay for the electric. Give me a, can your dad get a big piece of chicken? Yeah. <laughs> I did get the big piece of chicken for lunch today. Thank you. Canes. Well, I just want to say thank you and for our title sponsor of this podcast, Vortex Optics. They're good. They are badass. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. No, I say a lot of bit. <laughs> All the bits. All the bits. If chance. it wasn't for them, you'd be nothing. Nothing. Still to hold. You'd still, be pretty cool. We'd still be chasing an elk and an antelope across the hills. You would be clicking yep. no MOAs. Nope. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, everybody out there in the podcast world. Alex, send her off, bub. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the toe-headed terror and the blonde bomber coming at you from Banded Studios here in Reno, Nevada. We want to thank you for listening up here. How's this radio voice? Boys and girls, see ya. <laughs> see you next time, folks. Last name, boy.